Greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Who we have with us today is Case Lane. Case is a global writer, entrepreneur, traveler and the founder of Ready Entrepreneur, which teaches you how to become a successful entrepreneur. But before all that, she spent time doing the conventional things. She went and studied communications, political science, business, law, economics, like any astute student would. And then she had a corporate career. She was a diplomat, a consultant, and a corporate executive. So she's been there, done that, tried everything, and then she took a step back and said, I got to do what I really want to do. And that's where entrepreneurship came into play. She started with writing books. You know, she self-published a book. That's where she got started. And then she started going deeper and deeper trying to figure this world out, and now she teaches others to do the same thing. She's got her own podcast, the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast, where she teaches tips, tricks, and off the trade in terms of what you need to do to become a successful entrepreneur. And then she's also released a book recently that we will learn about, all about it. And this book is pretty much in line with what we are going to talk about. It's called An Aspiring Entrepreneur's Practical Guide to Getting Started with an Online Business. So having said that, welcome, Case. Thank you. Thanks for the great introduction. <laughs> it's great to be here. We're so glad to have you. Really excited to hear from you. You know, you're in line with a lot of the listeners out there. You know, the listeners that come to this show are basically either entrepreneurs or corporate executives, professionals, mm-hmm. or students. And everybody's trying to do the best they can in their life and their career. Yeah. There's a lot, I'm sure, that they can learn from you and your journey. So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, yeah, just like you said, I, I did everything I was supposed to do, as they say. Uh, I, I, although I'm a bit of an overachieving student, I guess since I have five post-secondary degrees, but I wanted to obviously work and live and do what you know what everybody was doing. But in the back of my mind, I was always interested in starting my own business. So as I went through my various corporate careers, like I was in the Canadian Foreign Service, I grew up in Canada, and uh, I worked in trade policy, so I was talking to business people all the time, so I decided it was time to get my MBA, and I went did that, and then I went into corporate, and ended up talking to lawyers, and thought, oh, I should, I should really have my law degree, I could probably then, you know, leverage that, because things were getting, in digital media and technology were really beginning to clash, that's where I was uh, working, and then um, while I was in law school, that's when I started ebook self-publishing. And what occurred to me was what's happening with all of online business. Ebook self-publishing, what Amazon and Smashwords and Draft Digital allowed writers to do was go directly to readers. No more middlemen. And so now if you had an idea, all you had to do was develop it. Now, obviously, you still have to distribute it. You still have to promote it. You have to market and sell. But you could do it, you know, whatever effort you wanted to make was going to be leading to that outcome. You didn't have to worry about going through all sorts of other people to get there. So this proved to be exciting because I I realized as I was doing this that this actually applies to every other, everything else that's out there. You know, you think about all, especially right now, all the problems people have. People are searching for answers. And if you're somebody with, you don't even have to have a business idea in your head. You don't have to have any specific special educational credentials or something like that. You have to have an interest and an interest that can then you can help other people. Like if you've done something, for example, if you've been researching online about a particular subject, maybe it's a health issue, maybe it's a house maintenance issue, maybe it's an entertainment or sports, you have an opportunity 
to become that person who is a leader on that particular idea because you've actually done the work. You, you know, being one step ahead of people. And everybody's online. You can see what people are searching for. You can literally see what people are searching for online. So this really opened up a lot for me. Um, that's why I started Ready Entrepreneur. People started asking me what I was doing. And I was just getting into this whole world of what is online business, blogging, podcasting, YouTube, like what does it all mean? And that's so I, I decided what was missing was the very beginning of the process for so many people don't see that whole playing field and then wondering, okay, where do I get started? So that that was the that's what Ready Entrepreneur does is help people prepare the very beginning of the process. So tell us a little bit about your childhood and then you know your adulthood in terms of the corporate world that you worked in. Yeah, I mean, childhood where there was no, I, I'd always been thinking about whether I knew business people when I was growing up, and I probably did, <laughs> but there is no sort of emphasis on that. Um, it's so, it, it occurs to me, this is just like an off thing, because I, I downloaded a book the other day called Reluctant Genius, which is the story of Alexander Graham Bell, who most people know invented the telephone. And he's Canadian, and that's what we learned when we were growing up that he invented the telephone. But in fact, he invented like 20 different things. <laughs> and I thought that's so interesting that they didn't teach the whole story. Like, why is it that, you know, business and that kind of entrepreneurial drive and innovation, all those things are just not what's taught. Everything, there's one sort of general story that's taught. And then from there, everybody just kind of accepts that you follow this particular path. So that's what I have. But once I got um, to the U.S., I got to I went to UCLA for business school, and then I got into corporate. And that was a whole, you know, it was a new world because I'd come from federal government, Canadian federal government to U.S. corporate world, uh, which are two completely different <laughs> cultures. And uh, it was, but I, I, everywhere I go, I like to learn. And so what I focused on was how much, of course, that, that I could learn. And it was always interesting to me, to me as a management consultant. I know the employees on the other side never like seeing the consultants coming. But for us, it was always about trying to figure out how the business works and uh, how we could help them improve productivity or efficiency or whatever the thing was. So I, I learned a lot in that time. And I always tell people, you know, especially young people, college students are like, oh, should I bother in this type of thing? I think you can learn anywhere, obviously. So if you're trying to decide and you have an opportunity to just take a job and get into professional life and, and you're not doing anything else, I mean, I always talk entrepreneurial road. If you don't want to put any time for the entrepreneurial road, take that job where you can learn and take as much out of it as you possibly can, learning about the different aspects of business, marketing, finance, operations, whatever it will be, because all of that will help you later as an entrepreneur. And that's what I was able to do with transitioning my work experience. You know, I've got a curious question. I ask this of a lot of people and I wanted to know your take on it. I, you know, you've been pretty deep in academics, you know, or several degrees that you have. There's this raging debate nowadays between, you know, is college really worth it? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, lot of kids out there who decide not to go to college. Mm -hmm. You know, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think the, um, the elephant in the room is two things that people refuse to say when they talk about college. One is professionals. All the people who are saying skip college, when you ask them, okay, what about your accountant? What about your doctor? What about your engineer? <laughs> you know, what about your architect? Like, oh no, not those people. Okay. So that's number one. <laughs> if you actually want a professional, especially a licensed professional, then yes, 
everybody's going to expect you to have a college degree and college credentials and your licensing. So all those people who say skip college desperately want all the people who are professionals to, and are interested in that to go to college. Uh, then the second thing is, well, I'll just have to call the network. You know, some colleges are, let's just say, have, or just have access to people. So, and I mean, like, you know, all sorts of people, government, business, um, even the sciences, educators, what have you. So you know, if you are coming from a world where you don't have access to people and you have an opportunity to go to one of the big colleges where you can get that access, that's going to help you for the rest of your life. So I think to be realistic about it, yes, there's obviously for a lot of people, if you don't know what subject you want to study, don't waste your money. Like, don't just go for no reason or because all your friends are going and you don't even know what you want to do. Make sure you know what subject you want to study, especially if it's a profession that you know that you can actually get a job and work. And if you are going and you're not really sure that you're going to a big school, then take advantage of the fact that you're there. I mean, I'm one of those people who would look at the you know entire university campus activities. Of course, right now there's no campus, but you know I'd look at who's speaking on campus, who's coming here, what kind of job fairs are happening, what kind of book fairs, whatever, you know, I would take advantage of the whole scene. And I think, uh, obviously, right now, I, I would, I'm going to say definitely not go if you can't be on campus, if networking is what you're trying to do, because or build your network, because obviously, you're not going to be able to do this easily. But um, you can be on campus when that comes back, and take advantage, if, if, if people actually use college for what it's supposed to be, which is an opportunity to learn more, you know, and to build their minds and grow, then it's a great experience. But if you don't know what you want to do, then don't bother because uh, you're wasting your money. And it's a horrible, horrible thing, I think, the setup we have for young people to go into debt. So I would suggest take, go to work, even if it's a couple of minimum wage jobs save all your money, save every penny. I'm serious, like live in your parents' basement and save every penny. And then when you figure out what you want to do at college, go to college and pay cash for it. So, you know, instead of just going because all your friends are going now and then going into debt. So let's talk about your transition from corporate executive into being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, it probably took time, effort and energy and some misses and some hits mm -hmm. before you establish yourself. So t walk us through that journey when you decided to make the transition. Yeah, so it, it is, um, it's always a bit nerve-wracking when you decide, okay, for the first time in my life ever, I'm, I'm going to have to figure out how to pay myself, not have uh, anyone else, you know, sort of automatically putting money in my bank account. Um, so you start out, and it's also another, it's a transition to figure out how to work, you know, in, in the sense that when you get a job, you automatically get a schedule. You, you have to decide you know, what time you have to get up so that you can be at work on time. You know when you're going to finish. You know when you're going to get home. So all of that's all set for you. When you're self-employed as an entrepreneur, you have to figure that all out on your own. And if you've never done it before, that's actually a big step. And I think, you know, I say to people, don't beat yourself up if you, you know, you got overwhelmed and you decided to binge on Netflix. Like just, you know, don't do it every day, but just <laughs> take a breath. Because that happens. You, you realize that you have to figure out what your schedule is going to be. And not just the work schedule, but when you're going to exercise, when you're going to eat, when you're going to do chores, all these things. So if you have family and how you're going to manage, because when you're at home, if you're working from home, you know, all of a sudden everyone's like, well, everything I need done at home is something yours to do because you're here. And you're like, no, no, you've got to really enforce with people that you're working on your business and you need that time. 
So in my new book, Recast, so the book is called Recast, and then the subtitle of the, the Aspiring Entrepreneur's Practical Guide to Getting Started with an Online Business. And the first five steps, it's 10 total, and the first five are what I call foundational. And this is why I wrote that, to help people understand you know, just how to get started in the step-by-step process. So first of all, you start out, I, I always say, I, I refer to it as take a deep breath, but it's just around getting your mind around this idea that you're now an entrepreneur, you're running your own business, you're working from home or from the coffee shop or whatever. So you have to do these things to get yourself organized. So I do talk about finding the place where you want to work, getting all your tools together, removing distractions, getting a new schedule and setting that schedule. And some people, it will take them a day to do those first five things. And other people might take a year. And that's okay. You know, as long as you keep working, but you're still trying to adjust, you're not sure. Some people know they want to work at the coffee shop. Other people want to go to the library. Other people have a place at home. So you do have to work that all out. And that, now this is all from experience. I didn't learn this from the beginning. And so they say, turn your mess into your message. And that's, that's what I, because when I first started, for me, it was completely just not, you know, what I had thought I was going to be doing. I always wanted my own business. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, I started reading books about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. I wanted to learn more just about what the whole world was, but I was already in the world and then I started reading the books. So you can always read them ahead of time. Um, and you just have to have, give yourself at the very core of everything, the reason why you're doing it. So for me, I'm very committed to the entrepreneurship for all in the sense that I think we would be much better off as a society if we had a larger percentage of entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs in that way of thinking. And I think it's inevitable also. I also write tech thrillers. I write fiction tech thrillers. I'm kind of interested in this whole future world and how technology is changing the way we live. And so you can already see it happening that with technology changing the way we live and function as society, more and more people are going to have to think of ways to earn their own income. So we're better off now trading and preparing to be entrepreneurs than having it hit us like it hit us this year, but having it hit us again. So with that in mind, that gives me the momentum and the motivation to keep working what I'm doing when people reach out and say, oh, I read this thing you wrote and that really helped me, whatever. That's like fantastic. It's like, okay, I'm ready to do more. So you have to just always have have a really good reason. You know, what what gap did you see that you thought you could fix? Like, what is the solution? Because remember, you're creating a product or a service that people want or need. So that should be your momentum. Like, okay, what was that thing? Why do I think that's important? And that's what keeps you going. And again, you could take a day off every now and then, but just stay focused on what, why you wanted to do this in the first place, whenever you're feeling sort of overwhelmed or feeling down. And how did you find your first customers? Uh, how did you turn that first dollar? Yeah, now that always, that's one of the toughest things in the world because so many people say start with friends and family. But your friends and family think you're crazy when you go to start your business. <laughs> so again, learning the hard way. I start. I did start putting those feelers out and getting a lot of pushback. Um, so I also learned to start asking what I call roundabout questions, where I say to people, do you know someone who would be interested? So I had two things happening. I had people asking me directly what I was doing. And those people then become, of course, you know, your lead, but then they're kind of just asking. So then you say, do you know someone else would be interested? Who else do you know is looking at starting their own business or who has actually, you know, said that they, that they're doing something online? And so that, and, and that's another thing. I started looking at 
what people were doing online besides just posting cat pictures or whatever. And I said, and I, you know, if they commented on something or this is something, any, anything could have been about a product or anything like that. I would go back and say, have you been thinking about starting your own business? So it did come initially like that. But I want to say people can absolutely, if you have no one, and this is a big thing with me, I really want to help people understand that you don't have to have a set group of people supporting you to get started. Yeah, so you can start with nobody in terms of having no friends or family who are agreeing with you. But you, you start, so it's a trade-off between time and money. You start organically online, just asking questions if people are interested. You, you, and now if you don't have any of your friends in, in, your, in your social, you go into forums and groups that are talking about your particular subject. Be a contributor first. Don't start saying, hey, I've got a business. Anyone want to join me? You, know, you start by posting um, answers to questions and, and making, showing that you have something to offer. And then you start posing those questions back to people saying, is anyone interested in this? Is anyone interested in that? So you can build it all organically. And then the trade, the top, the money one is obviously you can buy advertising. So you can start a business at any time and just start advertising it if you want to. And there's a lot of, you know, success stories around that if you've got a good enough idea. Um, but you also build up, you still need to build up, I would say, some social proof in a sense. People like to see some reviews or comments or something like that. But if you've got a good enough idea and good enough advertising, you can certainly start selling product ahead of time. So. As you're building that, that first customer, that first um, dollar is going to come, you know, through one of these paths. Uh, for some people, it's even actually I should say sometimes they are asked to do something by people who sort of get them into online business indirectly because they're already working in a particular field that wants to go online. Mm-hmm. So there are different ways to approach it. But I started with my network, so to speak. So under the Ready Entrepreneur umbrella, what all do you offer today? Yeah, so I prepare aspiring online entrepreneurs to understand the global market where you can use you know, technology resources. There's ways to start for free. There's ways to um, obviously to pay inexpensively. And then to understand that, again, the marketplace is just the whole world and this is where your opportunity lies. So when I get to the second part of, of my book, the other five of the creative side, working on your business idea, you know, a lot of people say they want to do just do something online. They just don't know what it is. And so that's where I am at the beginning of the process. I like, well, are you interested in writing? You want to be a blogger or talking to be a podcaster? And I talk a lot about what those different options are. Some people, you know, especially professionals coming out of corporate think, well, I just want to manage an online store. I like the particular product. Maybe I'll do that. That's fine too. You could do an e-commerce store. You don't even have to do the work in the sense that you can outsource everything. You could have a virtual team. So if you want to be a manager, you can do that. So we work through your your business idea. And then we work through the kind of research that you like to do to figure out how to get the business actually set up, what kind of connections you want to reach out to, how do you find people. And then I create what's work with you to create what's known as the action plan. I'm all about action plans, not business plans, not formal documents, just action plans. And then, uh, you know, you just get started. So I, I don't focus on any one particular area of online business. I have links to resources, you know, if you're interested in being an Instagram influencer or whatever it is. But I do focus on just right at the very beginning of the process when people say they want to start an online business but don't know where to get started. That's where I come in. I know you have a podcast too. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, so on the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, 
I do both interviews and commentaries and blogs. I, I'm not my, I, I, the subjects that I write about my blogs, I also do on the podcast. And my interviews, I focus with entrepreneurs on how they got started. And I also ask that same question, where'd you get your first dollar? Where'd you get your first customer? Because especially the, the most successful entrepreneurs, you'll, you'll hear this umbrella story about, you know, they were in poverty or something like that. They, and then they got rich. And so what, you know, what is that path? And I really, that, I just focus on the very beginning. I actually get into the details. Okay, then who'd you call next? And who'd you call next? Like I really, <laughs> because I like people to understand how it's possible. One thing about entrepreneurs is they come from every background you can think of, every education level, every economic circumstance. And, you know, so there's a, there's a road for anybody who's interested in this and wants to do it. And I think it's difficult sometimes. So many people think, oh, entrepreneurs, you know, they're special. They've got something going on. They've got a magic thing around their heads or something like that. And in fact, the regular people who did do just all they did was keep going. Like the number one thing I feel between success and non-success is just to keep going. It's those people who just stuck with it and persevered. And when you know, people always throw this statistic about how most businesses fail, but they never say the other side about what about most entrepreneurs? Because so many entrepreneurs are serial entrepreneurs. So maybe they created a hundred businesses and only one was successful. They only need one. <laughs> so what's the that's real right. statistic? That's the one. I, that's the one I really want to know is what's the real statistic about people who started out wanting to start a business, and how many of them are still running a business today or not? And that's what I would look at, and that's what I would think about. So it's it's really important to just stay focused, and that's what I you know try and help people work through as you're getting started. And and and, I, and again, I think it's the opportunity of a lifetime. I think the world is absolutely changing. It's changed already. It changed faster than anybody thought it could. Um, we say online business today, soon it'll be just business and it'll just online. It'll just be that other you know piece of the infrastructure that happens to be where business is done. And you can get these skills now and earn, you know, you, you can build your professional skills in, you know, in tech and online. You can hopefully earn extra money, no guarantees, but you'd always, you know, have this opportunity to earn extra money and give yourself that lifestyle freedom, which is such a big piece of it that everybody wants. Um, you know, there's three pieces that you get, three, what I sort of say, pillars of, of, of that you like that you get back when you start an online business and can, are able to make it successful. And what is your professional satisfaction? So you get to use your skills in a way that works for you. And a lot of people might be in a job that's a good job and they like it and so on, but they're not really stretched or using their skills or challenged in any way. You start your own business and you will find a lot of different things. And then, of course, we talk financial security, obviously no guarantees, but that's what people are going for. You want to have more money coming in, even if it's just a little bit more that you can use to invest or save or something, you know, there's your opportunity. And then the biggest piece is the lifestyle freedom, the fact that you can set your own schedule. So last year, people might have turned down, you know, working nine to five or working 80 hours a week or 100 hours a week for someone else. You might have turned down going to a family wedding or going on vacation. And then this year, you don't even have a choice, right? So think about, you know, the opportunity you have if you're running your own business. Obviously, you have to do the work to run your business, but getting that scheduling freedom and being able to make those decisions that you really want to, you know, make the things that you really want to do. I mean, that's what makes this such such an amazing transition. If, you're, if your plan B is to give yourself the life you really want to have, it's, sure, it takes time, sure, it takes effort and so on, but isn't it worth it to end up on the other side doing what you really want to do, 
you know, having more money and having your lifestyle organized the way that you want it to be organized and not run on somebody else's agenda. That's what this is really all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for someone who's looking to get started, especially in the kind of an economy we are right now, what would you advise? Where do they begin and how do they come upon the right idea for themselves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always say begin with just looking around at where people are asking for solutions. You probably in your own life, you know, what are the problems people are having right now? Well, it's everything from the you know, basic stuff around sort of managing the house with everybody there to, um, so you take a look at, um, so you look around where there are gaps in the marketplace right now. So people that are, you know, asking questions, asking for solutions to problems and look at all of your interests. I always say to people, let's just do a big mega list of all of your interests, everything that you've ever likes and done and it doesn't have to just be uh your work experience and your education and credentials like that it can be you know your hobbies your volunteer work um you know what you like to look at online the social media stuff and so on so i always tell people just go through that entire list let's do the exercise of everywhere that you have an interest or a passion in something take a look at wherever you see gaps what are people asking questions about and then if you still can't find anything you can literally go online you can go to to google keyword planner and see what people are searching for you can start entering keywords around things that you're interested in and google will tell you what people are actually searching for so um, i think there's a, just a lot of different ways i mean obviously you know people are searching online all day long looking for for goods and, and services that that would help them and that's where the opportunity lies for entrepreneurs. Something about the economy too, because I know, okay, yes, it's diff- obviously it's difficult, so on. But remember, there is this big group of people that are still working. They have their salaries, but they don't have anywhere to spend them. There's no movies, there's no vacations, there's no dining out. Also, all that money is going into the stock market <laughs> or, uh, you know, going to pay off debt or whatever. So again, so even though, so the money that used to be paid to the you know 30% of people that are suffering because they can't their jobs aren't available right now that money that used to be paid to them a large part of it is sitting with people it's not like it's an economy where everybody suddenly broke like uh, you know in, in past economic downturns this is one where the money is still being paid to people but they have nowhere to spend it so this is not that's again why it makes it an opportunity for for entrepreneurs so one one question I had for you was your own business. What do you do in terms of marketing, and where do you find your customers today? Yeah, so I am a bit of it everywhere. I know people say that's not the way to do it, but I um, started out obviously with the writing. So I, I write books, and my books are available all over in all ebook stores and print. Um, not every book is available in print, but I, that's something I'm moving towards. I have a podcast, which is out every week, the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, where I talk about what I'm doing and, and where I stand on different things. Um, so I have the blogs as well. Many of the blog, I, I, I say multiple because I have a fiction writing um, books and I, and I also have the nonfiction. So I'll talk mostly about Ready Entrepreneur, but I also do on the fiction side my other books and, and I have all my Facebook group, Facebook pages and groups and so on. So. Um, and I, I advertise, I do Facebook advertising and Google ads. Um, so right now, everything, of course, is online. There's no more in-person stuff. But hopefully when we're able to go in-person again, that I can do uh, more in-person speaking and masterminds and things like that. So right now, it's uh, it's mostly writing. It's my books and my blog and 
podcasts and then direct advertising for other things that come up. Like I'm right now working on a course and that will be Facebook ads that I would use for that. So people that want to find you and your books, where do they go? Where do they look for them? Yeah, so just look for, for me, me, Case Lane, and uh, wherever you like to buy ebooks, obviously at Amazon.com and, and iBooks and all the rest. And for my website is called ReadyEntrepreneur.com. And there you'll find lots of resources. You'll find the blog. I also have some courses. You'll find all of that there. And, uh, and on social, you can find me at ReadyEntrepreneurHQ on Facebook. And at Ready Entrepreneur on Instagram, just reach out on social. I always like to talk to people. And at, at Case Lane World on Twitter as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Case. This has been great. There's a lot to learn from your journey for those who are aspiring to take the same one. One last thing that I'd like to ask of you is any takeaway that you'd like to share with the listeners, you know, from your own experiences, from your own life in terms of what worked and what they should focus on. Yeah, I would definitely say is to keep going. You know, that's the one thing that I always tell people is I if you take a look at the books about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship, you'll find that the big thing that everybody has in common is that they did the work. They just, you know, continue to do the work, whatever it was. And even as their business changed, things went up and down and so on. They just continue through it. That's, that's the key to success is the perseverance. Uh, it doesn't have to be difficult, doesn't have to be like hard, doesn't have to be like soul destroying or anything like that. It's just a matter that you know from the beginning you want to keep going, that this is what you want to do, it's what you're interested in, and that's how you pursue it. So I, I highly encourage everyone who is thinking about starting a business, who has a business idea in their head, or just wants to be an entrepreneur, knows that they just want to do something, to just go ahead and, and go for it and keep going. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Case. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. And then we'll make sure Thanks. that we include links to your website and your books in the show notes. Thank you so much and all the best. Thank you for having me on. It was a great conversation. I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. PlanB.Live is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week, we release episodes the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that, and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.
Thank you.